if, if I could really just give people one piece of advice, you know, and, and, and just pass this along, and one thing I want you to take from this is that, like, we are all the commanders of our own destiny. You know what I mean? It's like you see these movies where they say, like that one movie with uh, 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 Lucy, where her, she has 100% of her brain power and she could do anything she wants. You know, and we realize that the, the average human doesn't use at, like, what, 2 3%, you know what I mean? Some weird small percentage like that. I really just told myself from jump, like, hey, man, I'm going to do this. And I applied the information that I needed to to execute that. And in places and um, uh, times in my life where I didn't have the answers, I made sure to, to, to get the information or surround myself with people that had the information. You know what I mean? You can't hang out with people that ain't doing nothing. How you going to get money hanging around people that ain't got no money? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you going to be inspired by people who aren't at least trying to go the same way, at least whether it's music or, or, or schooling? Wait, who, whose podcast is this? It's ours. It's ours? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking... This we, is just getting him off his ass because he's been bullshitting lately. Uh, I was thinking we need to come up like with a cool collabo name, like the When We Feel Like No Boundaries podcast or something like that. You know, that, that came to me as I was driving here running late. What you thinking? But either way it goes. It's Jay. Late. It's Willie F. <laughs> it's Sean. It's No Boundaries. It's When We Feel Like It podcast. Facts are facts. Opinions hurt people's feelings. Broadcast when the fuck we feel like <laughs> I'm doing everybody's intro. Jesus, I'm doing Christ. everybody's intro. It's the Starbucks, tea. yeah. It's a lot of sugar, in it, it has in to be tea. a lot of sugar yeah. in that, shit, bro. yeah. Jesus, Christ. and I went twice, but we're not gonna talk oh, about that. Oh man, you set yourself up for that one. The Starbucks Chronicles, anyways, man. It's good to have you, Sean. <laughs> it's good to have you in your own spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah, yeah. This is this will be a, a natural, reoccurring thing, just because I know that you have a lot of stuff going on as far as content. It's shit crazy to me when you sit here and like you, you were saying, like you know, I was designing shirts and I fell down a rabbit hole, and it was funny because my mom she was talking about artists that she grew up with in Nigeria. And she was telling me how a lot of them died young because that was the main thing that they were always worried about. They were always trying to create something and create something. I'm not saying you're going to die young, Sean. But I'm saying like... she <laughs> Sounds like a... <laughs> no, she Sean, just, you need to die young so your shit can pop. She was just pointing out the fact that you know when you are dealing with a profession that requires you to constantly be creative... It seems like it's something. It's 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 gonna stress people out no matter where you're from. And I and it was funny. I mean, I didn't know what the artist she was talking about, but she was like, man, a lot of them, you know, passed. You know, like when when she was much younger, before I was born. And um, when I thought about when you were saying, man, I, you know, I, I lost myself in designing, and that's why you didn't record. It makes sense because just imagine if you was actually designing shit and then trying to come up with shit to to record, bro. That's some stressful ass shit. So, you know, I, I think that's some real shit you're doing. You seen this shirt when you want to sweat? I, I did. I, I told him. I said, I say, oh, you creating all hell of it. Yeah, he do, doing it all, man. And that shit could be real stressful, dog. I mean, but don't stop doing the shit. I appreciate y'all for not allowing me to be trashing. Getting me back in the game, man. Hey. I, I swear, I was, I was, I was I asked, I asked Will, I was like, did Sean drop this week? Nah, <laughs> I ain't yeah. getting no notification or nothing. I, I usually always get your notification, but for some reason, I don't get ours. I don't know why. Because hmm. I told it not to. That's fucked up, bro. <laughs> I should know when my shit drop it anyway, right? You should know. <laughs> it drop it 5 o'clock Monday morning Damn. religiously. 
Damn, that is uh, it is Central Standard Time. Yep. Okay. I be refreshing my own podcast, knowing good and goddamn well <laughs> I ain't produced no content. Did, did somebody drop something for me? Shit, I didn't feel like working this week. But shit, like I said, that's 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 real though, man. Like just content creating is stressful, and I'm pretty sure people don't understand how stressful it is. Because I want to say, in the two years that we've been podcasting, I've seen quite a few podcasters drop like flies. I don't care about their podcast though. But yours, Sean, I need you to keep it going, you know, because I feel like we're on the on the same, you know, frequency as far as what we talk about. So that's important to me. You've seen the topics that we had. I don't know how we're going to make them work with this show, but shit, it is what it is. We always do it somehow. We just ramble a a little while and just throw it in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess to start the show off, I mean, we didn't drop last week either, though. No, this is true. You want to tell the people why? Say, man, my life is still in shambles. The shamble God. So, went to the fight, the, the Pacquiao Broner fight in my parents' house in Conroe, right? And I was like, damn, it's getting late and they still haven't fought. I'm going home. I get to my apartment complex at 1230, technically Sunday morning. I go straight to bed. I wake up feeling good. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to church today. I walk out the door at 8.30. I look at my car. No wheels, no tires. On bricks. Not even four bricks. They only gave me two bricks. <laughs> two bricks. <laughs> and my leasing office, after, after several conversations, what they ended up telling me was Man. crime happens. Pretty much. All right, all right, that's a bit. I say, you know what? End of the month, I'm out. I'll pay for the rest of this month. Anything after that, any fees or something y'all want to charge me, we'll lawyer up. We'll talk to the lawyers. I've managed to move everything by Saturday. Just out of there. Swiftly. Swiftly. Yeah, yeah. I bet I couldn't help you, man. But I, I, know, you, I know you had good help. The new place gave me movers. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah. They wanted you. They wanted me. Crime doesn't just happen there. Bro. Mm. <laughs> you know? I basically live at Fort Knox now. Damn, for real? For real. Okay. Like, you can't get into the building unless somebody lets you in. And then people are extra shysty, too. They be like, oh, yeah. They be trying to come in behind people like, nah. Ooh. Yeah, wait till the person that's supposed to let you in comes. Hey, that's real, though, man. It's we, we You can't afford to just be too friendly with the people that are coming into your apartment complex. Some apartments don't give a fuck, but... I don't know, man. I, I, it's I feel like the, the proper amount of security cameras will be cool, but then again, them hoes, them hoes be lazy too. Angles be terrible. Offers don't want to go back and review them hoes, so it's really they're really a waste of time. My dog will falling off though. You ain't gonna mention the Seinfeld episode, the which whole one? elevator situation. You remember <sighs> with the pictures and all that stuff. Which one? When they were worried about people coming in and stuff. He wouldn't let somebody on the elevator or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He Who was that? He he let the elevator close on him, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot who that was on. It was some, And then he ended up seeing that person again because they actually... Oh, and he was like, oh, you, you do live here. <laughs> you do, yeah. Absolutely. No, was <laughs> But it made sense, though. Like, you got to look at it like, bro, like, I ain't never seen you before. And it, and I'm going to feel responsible if, I, if somebody's shit gets broken into or stolen and I let you in here. You know, it, it only makes sense, man. Like, dang, you got you made me. I gotta go back and look at my Seinfeld now. That, that shit breathes right by me. And it's funny because when you think about shit like that, that shit probably so embedded in my brain. 
it's probably the reason I think like that. Probably because I seen that episode and I just don't even remember <laughs> or know it. That shit crazy though, but uh, that's good that you stay in Fort Knox now. Yeah. Because your car is is a victim. Bro, and, and actually, there's a dude that lives in the complex. I, I was in the garage. The par- I have a, like a parking garage now. And, like it has like a metal slate door that just like slams as soon as you get in there, like like you can't even tailgate into that thing. But there's a guy. He has a car just like mine, and we gave he gave me the solidarity look and you know the head nod of solidarity. Wow. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm good. You good here? I'm good here. Damn. That's some real affluent type shit you got going on. Oh, right yeah. Here. When you, when you and, try. and I think the leasing manager trying to give me that ass, but that's something we'll talk about later. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, man. Do what you want when you popping. No, no, I can't. I can't, I can't mess up my living situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I go right back to shambles. Dog. But this, that's, the shambles going to follow you for life, Jay. Damn. It's the truth, though, man. You always find a way to fuck up some shit. <laughs> or, or life finds a way to fuck you up. I'm not going to say you're right. I'm just going to say you're not wrong. Hey, what was that post you had put up the other day about life is what happens to you? Oh, life isn't happening to you. Life is responding to you. Oh, man. Life responds to you in a very beautiful way. It's a poetic. (laughs) (laughs) Drink some some more water. You're going to dehydrate. I'm just saying. Jeez. You know it's the truth, Jay. Do the thing where you transition into topics. Leave me the fuck alone. No, man. <laughs> no. So, so I did. I think my favorite topic this week was about the um, the one I posted the other day about uh, can you tell when somebody's flirting with you, or if you can't, or can you tell? You know, I mean, you're dealing with somebody from the opposite sex. Can you tell if they're being friendly or flirty? And the responses, I, you know, I was actually kind of shocked because I thought it was going to lean one way and maybe one the girls would say something and the boys would say something, but it was all over the place. And I'm just, uh, I don't know what the percentage ended off at. Did you did you see? I didn't go back and look. I can find yeah, out. Yeah, I, I think just off my off the top of my head, I want to say it was like basically like 60 40. 60%, 60% said it's easy to tell. 40% said I'm usually not sure. So, uh, I guess this roundtable discussion could start with you, Sean. I mean, when, when you're dealing with, you know, people of the opposite sex, and you just, you, don't matter what environment you're in, uh, uh, 57%, 43%, okay, 43% said I'm usually not sure, right? Hmm. Um, based on your experience, Sean, I mean, is it is it pretty easy for you to tell, or are you usually not sure when you're dealing with women? I'm very perceptive. I could tell off the bat. Okay, okay. What gives it away? Certain eye contact, certain hand gestures. It's mainly all body language. Okay, okay, okay. And, and it, it is just it depends on that person. Absolutely. Okay, I, I guess I can relate to that too. I mean, if, if you was to, if if I was to answer that question, I I personally feel like it's easy to tell. And the reason I feel like it's easy to tell is, I mean, like I said, I, I'm watching you. I'm watching you at all times and. And there's, I think, I think personally for a lot of people that they say that they're unsure, it's because a lot of times they're being flirted on by somebody they don't want flirting with them. So they try to like kind of deny it. They're like, nah, I don't want this guy to be flirting with me. <laughs> or even a dude, he'd probably be like, man, I hope this little motherfucker ain't trying to flirt with me. So they, they put themselves in that, you know, I'm not too sure. You know, what you about to say, James? See, I voted, I voted unsure. Uh-huh. And I say it's one of two things. Uh-huh. Either it's your own personal confidence level. Like this person isn't into me, you know. I'm just out here in in, in my sweats and, and not, you know, I ain't dressed up and nothing like that. That's true. That's true. Or you're just a naturally friendly person 
So therefore, you think people are just naturally being friendly as well. Ah, that makes sense too. That makes sense too. I like that. I like that. I like you me. can't, you can't. If you go to Chick Fil A, you want to hit on the lady at Chick Fil A. How you know she flirted to be a friendly? Or a Starbucks. Ooh. Or Starbucks. You know where people are just known to be friendly. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Are they friendly at Starbucks? They're super friendly at Starbucks. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, super friendly. They don't have the same type of philosophy as Chick Fil A. No, they they not Chick Fil A friendly. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But hey. They're friendly. Got you, got you, got you. I mean, I guess they like their jobs. They deal with a lot of motherfuckers in the day. True. But uh, but yeah, I mean, so those two things. So I, I guess I feel like your two things that you said tie into it makes sense. But also, you you also have to have a level of confidence in how you observe people too. I think it's important to know. I mean, if you're bad at observing people, then then of course you're not going to be able to tell. Like the Lisa manager, for instance. Yeah. I joke saying that she want me to hit. I just think she's just being friendly. Okay, I got you. I got you. Is it a level of confidence in there? Is she just too beautiful to be dealing no, with you? Like a middle-aged white lady. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But to her, young black stud moving in, seen this in porn once. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't know what porn that was, but... um, <laughs> Just go to one homepage. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> many options, many options. But, um... Yeah, that, that that makes sense, man. Like I said, I'm still kind of shocked that it's 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 at where it's at. I guess I just I just personally thought that people would be people would probably be be more along the lines of it's easy to tell, just because I I kind of feel like you don't you know who you're dealing with. I mean, I, I guess I guess by the time you're even thinking about it, you kind of know this person, right? I mean, maybe yes, and then maybe no, like. For me, why I say I'm unsure, I find it to be like a confidence level. And unless, you know, somewhere down the road, we've had this conversation before. Yeah. They just blatantly say, you know, I had a crush on you or something like that. I don't pick up on it. That's shocking. I just, I just think, oh, yeah. they're being nice. Like you've told me several times, Jay, this girl is like into you or something like that. And I'm like, no, she's not. She's just being nice. You know, she's just nice, you know. And then down the road, I'll tell you, yeah, bro, you was right. First and foremost, women don't even hang around men they're not comfortable with. So off the top, there's a level of comfortability with women being around you. Very true. Very, Very true. true. Setting is important too. I mean, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. If you're just chilling at work, and then you have this this coworker that might be overly friendly, then that that can lead to some things too. I mean, that I can understand that situation, but at the same time, you gotta kind of have to. To me, you would have to tell yourself, okay, she's just being professional. But then it gets to the point where she's constantly touching your shoulder. She's asking you for your number. Okay, now, come on, bro. She's not just being friendly. She's being flirty right now. She wants more, possibly. But I'm going to lean to she wants She wants more more than a, a working relationship. She would probably want to hang out with you outside of work and then see where it goes from there. But, yeah. to, but to even go back to the, to the previous episode where we talked about the number of female friends we have, like me having a, a bunch of female friends who are indeed attract, attractive, I'm not trying to flirt with them. I'm trying not. I'm not trying to hit. Understandable, understandable. But I, I guess that's that's because we came in on a completely different level. A lot of times, it's either professional and either with professional. I mean, Polly was a school school relationship. Polly, like like I said, it probably used to work with him, or you probably just met him. You know, freaking a mutual relationship. Probably met him. You know, hanging with another homegirl or something, and it just y'all just happened to click. But 
there is still leave there's still room there to believe that. You know, if I come bump into this girl, she talks to me a certain way, she could be flirting. Or or a guy could be feeling the same way. Like this 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 girl could be flirting, I could be flirting with her, but I don't I don't know. I, I guess once again, like I said, I feel like in person I think it's that's the best way to judge. Online, I couldn't help you with that. Oh, no. I, I think I think some people just be. I think for the most part, if somebody's interacting with you online, I'm automatically just feeling like they're friendly. I would never take anything as flirty online unless it's just blatant in my face and it's like, you know, she's sending me nudes or some shit, and I have no problem with that. I take everything casual till you put an address on it. Oh yeah, that's real. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's no time. Yeah, I, I want to say uh, Tay probably gave one of the most solid answers. I mean, she was like, shit, I'm going to put you in the friend zone until you tell me what's up. I ain't got no time to be guessing out here. Very true. Like, like if, if you if you got some, if you got feelings and you, you know, you want to talk, then shit, let me know. Other than that, we just cool. I guess that's my approach, too. It's like, oh, she's just being friendly. We're just, we're, you know, being friendly and nice to each other until you step out that box or until I step out that box. But as long as you in this box hanging out, then that's just that's what you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you you eventually gotta gotta step out and be like, okay, let me see if I'm gonna quote unquote risk it all. Because if you want to be more than friends, you're not there. You know, your friendship isn't like okay, since we can't be more than friends, I'm just gonna be friends with you. Nah, that's not the shit I signed up for. Yeah, yeah. What do y'all find more difficult, you reading women or women reading you? Man, I. I think I think both parts be bullshitting each other sometimes. I think I think especially with my dealings with women, I know they know what's up a lot of the times, but they'll bullshit me and they'll basically do what Tay said. Like Tay, I'm like I'm I'm finna bullshit you until I'm I'm gonna act like I don't know what you want until you tell me. But for the most part, based off your personal experience, you kind of know what's up. But I think I think we both have a, a an even level of being able to read each other if we're perceptive people. Then yeah, we both got the skill level. Um, I think I think sometimes maybe a dude may be a little bit more oblivious just just based off social media. Now, a dude, a dude might you know uh, we got a lot of it going on with the fact that you know some women just happen to show a lot of skin online now. That's kind of part of the culture now. You know, being you know being hella conservative ain't what's up. So when um when the chick is out there just showing a lot of skin and. And being overly friendly to her followers or whatever, some guys might get confused with that. They might, they might think it is more than what it is, just based off the fact that they're not, they're not realizing that that's the culture now. The culture is, I mean, some women are just a little friendly online, and they just happen to be a little more sexual, you know. And so I, I can see a guy getting more confused than a girl because I, I just don't see. I, I don't. I, well, I can't say that. I, I can see a guy being more. Not so confident with himself on knowing if she's just being flirty, just based off the fact that he may not know that much about her. So he's just based, he's just basing off prior experience or how he grew up or something, you know. So I don't know. To me, I feel like I'm a harder read because I have this. I have three younger sisters. I have I already have this big brother approach. So to a woman that I'm not interested in, but you know we connect on some kind of friendship level. I'll I'll assume that big brother role like I'll give you advice and and you know coach you on trying to handle things but if let me give up the game a little bit here like when I'm into a woman I try to do things for her I try to you, you know oh you know I got this going on oh sh you know this is what I found out about it here you know I try to give her some help like instead of just giving you the advice I'm going to try to help 
So it's still a hard read, but it's 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 a little more clear shade of gray. Me, I'm real nonchalant, laid back, so people never know what's on my mind and stuff. So women are always real aggressive towards me. They be like, all right, nigga. So what, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? That type shit. For instance, like at my old job, there was a rumor going around about me. I didn't even know of that. I was in a relationship with a white woman. Just a random white woman. I was never in a relationship with a white woman. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> never in my life, so I don't know. Let me, they feel let like me I tell was you so, from experience. They feel like I was so laid back and you know not paying attention to them. They feel like I didn't like black women or something. Yeah, that, that, that kind of shit. Lot. That happens a lot. We that's all. That's another topic. Though. Let me tell you from experience. You date one white woman, you might as well date them all. Pretty much. That's that's what I get. No matter what, no matter. Oh, JJ, you be on them white women. <laughs> I be on all these women. Yeah, I mean, I, I think no matter what, it's it's hard. I don't, I understand, you know, for black women, personally to me, I feel like it's, at times, it's it feels like, or maybe I'm just tripping, it feels like it's really hard for them to date outside their race or date comfortably outside their race. And a lot of that has to go with the fact that, you know, in this current climate that we're in, for a lot of black women, black love is so important. Um... For me, the reality is I didn't grow up with the mindset of putting a label on love. Like for me, love was love. And also for me, even with that mindset, I never even looked at homosexuality as something like, oh, I'm looking at these gay people like it's love. Like to me, that's that's um, that's that's something totally different. Because that's to me, it's it's in order to know somebody's homosexual, you have to know what they do physically in order to show you know, intimacy towards another person. When I think about love, I'm thinking about, you know, caring for people, trusting with people, this relationship you're building with people. I don't really care about the the, the physical part of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, I grew up just thinking like, if I fuck with somebody, I fuck with somebody. You know, like, I got love for my homeboys, I got love for my homegirls, and it's not like I'm going out there and I'm saying, you know what, I'm only going to hang with black guys today. I'm only going to hang with Chinese guys today. Like, I've never been that type of person. It seems like now, it's very important to make sure that if you're showing love to somebody or you're saying you love somebody, that you got to look like them. And I'm just like, I don't think that that's what love is. I think, I think, <laughs> I think love is a lot more... Honestly, I think love is simpler than that. I think we try to, you know, make it more complex. But I'm like, date whoever you want to date. I'm not going to judge you. And I always tell people, like, I've never been, like, homophobic or whatever these phobics is just based on the fact that I have my own mindset. Just don't try to come knock on my door trying to push your mindset on me. Exactly. I'm not a fan of that shit. So I can date a white girl, Mexican girl, black girl. I don't care about the criticism that I would get just because I know more than likely the person that's criticizing me is unhappy. And they're not loving the person they want to love. Or themselves. Or themselves. That's crazy to sit here and, and try to tell somebody that, oh, you can't you shouldn't be dating that person. You shouldn't be with that person. It's 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 bad for the culture. What? And it's it kind of make you well, do you want me? Ex- no? Then why does it even matter? It, it, exactly. <laughs> why does it even matter? Exactly. It's crazy. It's 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 I know it's frustrating for black men and black women, but I think we always say this. We put, we blame society for shit that we play a part in influencing. And I, that's one of the reasons why I just back out of all the bullshit because I'm like, I'm not going to play a part of that. I mean, I support black love just as much as I uh, support interracial relationships. At the end of the day, that, that shit, it, it ain't finna, you know, rock my boat. It ain't, it ain't affecting me. <laughs> like, 
just don't knock on my door. If I was against interracial relationships, don't come in my door trying to force me to be in one. If if I'm against homosexuality, don't try to bring your gas over here trying to force me to be in a homosexual (laughs) relationship. Yeah, if that's That's what you want to do, that's fine. That's fine. Do you. I'm going to do me. Simple as that, man. And, 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 And that's a real huge problem with the first world right now. All this bullshit about normalization is bullshit. Because in the same sentence, we sit here and try to talk about what's normal. There is no normal. Blah, 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 this and that. But then, they, but all of a sudden, you want to normalize things. You want to make it where it's acceptable. I don't have to accept shit. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> On Twitter, you do. Oh, God. On social media, you do, goddamn. <laughs> On, on social media, I honestly feel like if you're if you're popular on social media, the thing that you're doing the most, and you don't realize it, and I, and I need to be clear when I say this, if you're on social media and you're um what I call what I, the word I hate now because I watch that fucking fire <laughs> festival bullshit influencer, if you're an influencer, you're not really an influencer. All you're doing is carrying a torch that is. That is that is being handed around right now, and that torch is just is just being plain, just being just being regular, because that's what most influencers are. They're just popular, regular people. That ain't they ain't doing nothing special. If you calling yourself an influencer, what are you truly influencing? Are you influencing a change of thought? Are you influencing by bringing a new um a, a dress style or any of that? A lot of times these influencers, quote unquote, stole that shit from somebody that's not popular and then they just made it popping because they just happen to have a bigger following. How did they get that following? Just by being able to do something before the next man. And that's really all it is. It's just a carrying, it's a passing of a torch that is just y'all basic. Y'all just popular basic. That's how I see it. So I, I, I personally, I just feel like if you're on social media and you're an influencer or you're popular, you're probably sacrificing who you really are to be that. Because a lot of these influencers turn off the te- turn off the microphone, turn off the cameras, bruh. They be watching anime. They be they be on some. They be sitting there. You know, they be they be real. They be probably like you. They be on some on some regular average person shit. But the minute the cameras turn on, they got to be fake. That's the world we live in today. Most of them super antisocial, super awkward, Hell all that yeah. type shit. Very, very, very awkward. I was watching this little snippet video of these some rappers. I guess I, I didn't. Only rapper I rep, uh, recognized was uh, P and B Rock, and uh, they were sitting in this restaurant, and this this hot Mexican girl would walk in, and I guess it was it was like it, it was just basically just trying to see their reaction. Matt uh, Matt So Cream was in there too, mm. and they basically was just trying to see their reaction to a hot girl coming to their table. And honestly, the first thing I recognized was the fact that every time this hot Hispanic girl, it's the same one, every time she came in, she would pull back her seat, take off her jacket, and pull her jacket, and, you know, put her jacket over the, you know, the back of the seat. And the first thing that came to mind, I was like, these niggas are so socially awkward. You should have seen the looks on their faces. They were just basically eye-fucking this chick every time she came up. And these dudes are so socially awkward that I want to say most of the time she started the conversation, but not only that... They never got up and, and pulled the seat back for her. Because these niggas are so fucking awkward. Like, they don't know how to respond to something, you know, a social. Like, if it wasn't for their money and their popularity, they'd be the dudes at the back of, they'd be the dudes at the back of the crowd. Hmm. Just sitting there looking like, damn, that hoe fine. 
one of them niggas. So she just pulled up and sat at their table. Yeah, but I it was almost like, I I want I, I want to get more context on this, but it seems like it was like a blind date, and well not not necessarily a blind date, but it was like a uh, it was a date. They knew she was coming. Oh, okay. And when she when she came, you know, say so it was the same girl when she came. I want to say I didn't know every rapper, but one of the rappers like he got uncomfortable when she came, almost like he was gay. I'm mm-hmm. like, what the fuck going on? Like, and he like, sorry. He was like, oh my god, like, like literally, like he creamed on himself, possibly <laughs> on some American pie shit. I'm like, dude, just talk to her. She's a human being, just like you. That nigga was mad. He was like, I'm the only bad bitch around here. Dog, that's the that's low key his demeanor. You know what I'm saying? I, I saw it on the Instagram page, uh, rap that rap at rap. If you go on uh, at rap uh, on Instagram, they they post a lot of bullshit. But it, that was one of the things that I saw on there, and I was like, that was interesting to me because I'm mm-hmm. like. It points out what you're talking about. Like, these niggas are weird. These niggas are awkward. Like, could you imagine Travis Scott in the being Travis Scott going to the places that he goes to now and he wasn't the clout having Travis Scott? Bro, I, yeah. that nigga would be awkward as fuck. Even, Yo, think even, about Young Thug. Even with who Travis Scott is now, I can tell you how that went down. Kanye was like, Yo, Kim, um, Tell Kylie my homeboy want to holler at her. Oh, he probably was so goddamn shy. Yeah, him over there. Straight up. <laughs> that nigga was so shy. I know he was. So shy. But that's but that's but that's the thing though. People say antisocial, and when we talk antisocial here, I'm not talking antisocial as in if you look at most antisocial people, they're like low-key like sociopaths and murderers and shit. I'm talking about antisocial in the, in the fact that they just suck at socializing, so they choose to be quiet and withdrawn. To avoid embarrassment. And to me, that kind of makes you makes you sane because think about a person that has no shame. Think about a person that doesn't get embarrassed. I can name one we grew up with right now. That boy, Cordell. Oh, yeah. That nigga right there had no shame, bro. Yeah. Nigga, you couldn't embarrass that boy. You and really I, couldn't. And I always felt like something was wrong with him. And he listens to this podcast, by the way. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I always felt like something was wrong with him. But I realized that I was growing up, you know, that, that was just how he was wired. You know, he was just a real confident dude. Yeah. You know, he's he, he, he doing well for himself right now. I but, couldn't stand this motherfucker, man. He would harass me daily. He always wanted to play, play me one-on-one in basketball. He mad about certain people liking me and all this shit. I'm like, dog, the fuck is, what is your fucking problem, man? That Cordell was just wild. He was just wired different, bro. But at the same time, he wasn't wired to the point where he was out here murdering people. He wasn't, he wasn't hurting anybody. Cordell was just, you know, he just, that's how he responded to, that's, that was his social way of responding. You know, everybody responds a certain way, and he just has to be, he just happens to be a little more extroverted than most people. Because at the end of the day, that's what he was. He was a very, he's a highly social person. He didn't give a fuck. At all. He did, now he still, he still out with Cliff right now with the hoop jargon shit. You know, running around like he I think he had a, a chip. He was running around with a championship, the wrestling belt. Yeah. Because he was like a, a some type of chip. I forgot to ask him why he won it. I think it was a drinking competition. For all I know. He was what what you about to say? I keep telling myself whenever I win the fantasy football league that I'm gonna take those winnings and buy me a championship belt. I thought y'all had one already. I want a belt. I thought y'all had the belt. No, we got a trophy. Your league. And, and, and the one you run in two leagues that I participate in, there's a trophy. trophy. But in your league, you have the power to if you 
Can you get him a championship? I, yeah. I, I, I want a belt. Dang. So you only going to get it if you win. Yeah, if I win. Yeah. And I'm going to keep it. Like, that's not going to be the new trophy. That's wow. going to be me for that season. That's fucked up. Man. I'm going to take their money and buy me a championship belt. I told you it's Ric Flair all of 2019. All 2019, Ric Flair. Ric Flair. I respect it, man. I respect it. I hope he doesn't croak this year, though, because he's <laughs> don't Don't put that on Ric. I'm just saying. Don't that boy that on old. Boy, still deadlifting like 405, 425, though, so I ain't mad at him. Yeah. Hmm. Young champ. But, yeah, man, um, that's crazy. I mean, I guess it makes it easier to segue into the next topic. I talked about how um, do, do you have any toxic traits within yourself that you feel like need to be worked on? I forgot the percentage on. Oh, no, it was 100%. Everybody was like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, duh. We all have toxic traits that we want to work on. If not, maybe one smart ass probably said no, but no, I'm, I'm perfect. Yeah, no, I'm perfect. But and that's what that's what got me thinking. I'm like, we all out here nowadays. We're real quick to say, okay, we got we got we got problems, we got issues. We I need to work on myself. But it seems like every year the the most common thing motherfuckers want to work on is their weight. I'm like, bro, is your weight what makes you an asshole? Is your weight what makes you a shitty person? Let's really let's really dig deep and figure out, you know, why why do we have toxic traits that we want to work on, but low key we don't work on them. We in the L generation, people broadcast L's. They love talking about I'm taking L's. I took an L on this. I did this. I did that. They think that shit is cool, but you're not learning from the L's you're taking. You're not trying to mitigate the L's that you are taking. You're not trying to capitalize on making better decisions and better in situations and stuff. You're just taking L's and broadcasting that shit to the streets. Not fly shit. That's not fly at all. I, it's, 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 honestly, that's no better than constantly bragging and not, and not folk, not letting people realize, you know what, you know, I, I, I did, I, I was struggling, but shit, I came up, you know, look at me now. Now motherfuckers just act like they been on. I'm like, bro, you, I know you was broke a month ago. You asked me for hundred dollars. <laughs> I know you're finna be broken another month. Yeah, you know, income tax season. I know how it goes. You, 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 shit. You started from the bottom, but you, no, no. Matter of fact, the bottom don't exist to these <laughs> niggas. They ain't start from the bottom. They was always at the top. That's the demeanor. And and I, and I think that that's just as bad too as constantly broadcasting your L's because, like you said, it gets to the point where me personally, I feel like when people broadcast their L's, it just it just further proves that. Attention is the new drug because you know for a fact that when you broadcast these L's, you get people patting you on the back. And that's that's a victimhood culture. And I know a lot of people out here, they hate the fact that victimhood culture is a thing, but you have to understand something. People love, understand, people love knowing that people care. <laughs> like Basically. No matter how disingenuous it may be, just to know that Unlike when, you know, a lot of my federal employees out here were, you know, victims of the shutdown. You you knew how many people cared then because motherfuckers checked on you. That's all they had to do. But we as people know we know a lot of federal employees and we didn't check on a lot of them. Because it, a lot of y'all friendships ain't that real. Motherfuckers don't care. And what what, what was going to be your best bet to do to make sure people care or to, or to hope people care? You're going to broadcast it on social media. Oh, you know, I've been... I've been I've been down and out three weeks, you know. Government shut down, fuck Trump, and all of a sudden you got people in your comment section. Oh, you know, I'm there for you. You know, prayers up, girl. You gonna make it? But you knew I was a federal employee already. 
Why you ain't, you know, shit shoot me a text three weeks ago? You know, like, why you ain't DM me three weeks ago? Or, or like, what's up, you know? Like, you show love. They scared that they might need love. You don't want to go pick them up. You don't want to let them hold something. You don't want to bring them some food or whatever the case may be. Pretty much. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I know everybody out there doesn't know what everybody's doing for a living. Because some niggas, you'd be like, ah, Kind of like Tommy, nigga. Like, nigga, do you, <laughs> you have just, a job? You just have money for some yeah, reason. Like, and I don't know. And it's a lot of that going on. That's one of the things that bother me about the fire festival thing. Because I'm, I'm just be real with you, Sean. I don't mean to ruin it for you. But the thing, the thing to me is the shit wasn't really unique. Because yeah. I think there's a lot of niggas out there. Like, what's his name? Billy Calloway. Billy something. Billy something. I was just trying to remember his name, and I, I yeah, don't yeah. Remember. Billy Calloway and Ja Rule. Billy Getaway, nigga, got away with all y'all fucking money. <laughs> exactly. I tell niggas right now, he still got some. He got Billy six, McFarlane. Billy McFarlane, ho ass. He was not special. The only thing is, if you really look at the big picture, he he threw white privilege all in your fucking face. My thing is, why is Ja Rule cool with this guy? Why is Jeffrey Atkins messing with this guy? Somebody tell me this. Because Jeffrey needed money, too. Jeffrey was, to me, Jeffrey is so broke to the point where I feel like if 50 was in that situation, those those uh, Bahamians would have got paid something. But Jeffrey couldn't do it. He ain't got no money. But to me, 50's a better businessman because if 50 was in that situation, he'd be like, oh, we have, we can't pay performers? I will perform. I don't understand why Ja can do that. I will perform. And what was the whole... I, once again, like I said, I'm not even gonna dig too deep into this shit because it it, it 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 enraged me. But at the same time, there are a lot of Billy Callaways out there. McCormick. They're just whatever, bro. <laughs> He's Billy Callaway today. <laughs> fucking punk. He's just change his, his name. name is Billy fucking. They, they changing his name in that prison cell he in. Wow. Shit. You know what I'm saying? He probably uh, fucking Bethany right now. Wow. Changing but, his posture too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But um, I just felt like. There are a lot of scammers out there right now. Scamming is the, a part of the culture today. You know why scamming is a, is a part of the culture today? Because everybody wants to look rich. You got In order for you to look rich, I'm sorry, your basic 9 to 5 ain't going to get you there. In order to look rich, you probably going to have to have a basic 9 to 5 and that credit card that you don't mind running up. And then what happens after you run so many credit cards up? You finish start scamming. Because you don't have LeBron James money. You don't have Kim Kardashian money. You actually have to go out and put put out this effort in order to bring a paycheck home. You have to do they some don't. physical labor. Yeah, somehow. You don't get paid just being you. Yeah, you don't get you don't get walkthrough money. They do, and that's and that's what's and that's that's why I feel like when you're constantly watching these celebrities live these lavish lives, and then you're like. Fuck, I want to do that shit too. You have to understand something. It's all about accessibility. You don't have access to those things because you're technically in this world that we help create. You're a nobody. You, we make ourselves nobodies by constantly obsessing over what celebrities are doing and how they're doing things. Man, do your own fucking thing. Hmm. I don't understand why people don't do that shit. Like, it's, I don't know enough people out there that can really say, I do this shit because I really fuck with it. This is what I do. I like doing this shit. Like every most people do shit. Be like, oh, you know, I do. You know, I, you know, I saw Black China do. You know, oh, Rihanna with the Fenty makeup, blah blah blah. Oh, my nigga, you know, my nigga uh, D'Angelo Russell did it. Blah. You know, Lonzo Ball do this. I'm gonna do it too. Like, man, bro, what the fuck, man? Like, you ain't got niggas. You ain't got no no original ideals. That's why they fall off because there's no passion in it. There's no love for it. Without the love, you gonna you gonna come up short definitely. Oh, 
love. Like once again, bro, like it's it's really simple. Like if you, once you find out that you're not gonna be Rihanna, you typically dump it because your goal is set out to be someone else. It's not to be yourself in this atmosphere. After that first six months, if you even make it to six months and that money don't show up, you out of there. You're done. You wrapping that shit up. And that's why I feel like it's very important to to have a reason. And that was my thing with Billy Calloway. Like, <laughs> why, why that nigga Billy, what was his purpose? All of a sudden you want to do a festival. Like, you just want to be rich. What is the purpose? Why do you want to have so much money and be popular? Why? What's the purpose? Niggas don't even know no more. I understand you, Sean. You say you don't. You just don't fucking like working. So, you, but at the same time, you want to do work that you love in Absolutely. order to get the gains. But some people just want to be rich. Niggas just. Oh, I just want to be able to just go to Cancun. Let me tell you something. If you had limited access to every fucking thing that you ever wanted, you probably get tired of that shit within three or four years. It's yeah. just the truth. You know. I mean, no matter you, you can come back with any funny quote you want to come back with, but. The truth is, I mean, if you just got everything so fucking easy and it just came to you, eventually you're going to start doing stupid shit. You're going to start experimenting with weird shit. And that's why you have pedophile culture. That's why you got a bunch of motherfuckers out there having gay orgies and shit. Niggas just get bored, bro. It's, it's, I believe that's where that culture comes from, that sick, rich people culture. I hope I never get that damn bored, I tell you that. I'm, I'm, it's like you don't value you know? money until you have to earn it. Thanks you know, that. asking mom for money, that's easy. Asking pop for money, that's easy. When I earn it, and now I got to spend it on what I was asking for it for, how bad do I really want it? Bro, I be telling niggas, like, I tell niggas, man, a lot of y'all niggas out here have always had y'all mamas and daddies to bail y'all out when y'all were in financial crises, and, and you can tell. I see it in you, because you do not know how to respond to basic to basic financial uh, problems, like I got, I got homegirls that made it through the um, through the shutdown. You know, they, you know, they go go a month without a paycheck, but they had decent support groups, and they don't spend they don't spend money frivolously. I mean, they uh, there was a poll that went out that said that based off the government shutdown alone, that they they that they were able to survey that ninety percent of working class Americans would not survive a recession if one was to hit. Of course, I believe that's, and that I, was known before the that it shutdown. Was, it was, it was. I'm like, bro, a month with no pay, and y'all fuckers are about to burn the city down. At the same time, I can't solely blame it on financial security and um, responsibility because it's also set up to where they don't want you to be able to be financially oh, independent. Yeah. And stuff oh yeah, too. I think that happened with the turn of the century. I think I think we saw the last of the good days in the in the in the um, Clinton era. And it had nothing to do with Clinton. I just feel like um, the devils in the background, the people that were pulling the strings, they start realizing like we can't we can't have a society that's just too free from our our um, our hands. Like government, government. I don't know if, even if you believe in like you know the Rothschilds and those Zion, Zionist motherfuckers. Like they start realizing that if you keep motherfuckers in a position where they need you, then that's that's the perfect society to live in. Because Absolutely. because for, for billionaires, because if they get to the point where they don't need your product, think about it. If we stayed in, in a in an America where 80 percent of the people you knew had their own businesses and you supported their businesses because you didn't have to go to Apple or you didn't have to buy Gucci. You literally could just thrive off of your community's um, labor and you didn't have to worry about China or what's going on in Bangladesh. 
you could just literally say, man, you know, I'm going to go to uh, Sean's uh, little Whole food shop because that nigga shit legit. His price is good. Cool. Imagine if you, if damn near every big city in America was like that. What would, what would, the, what would the billionaires come in, come into play? Me and J-Mark, we randomly had a conversation yesterday at the shop. It's kind of like the guy who invented condoms probably came up with some kind of STDs as well. It's possible. And it's kind of like, okay, I made yeah. these condoms. They, they not moving. People still rawing. So what do I need to come up with that's going to make them in turn buy these condoms? They call it manufacturing demand. There it is. Same thing with bottled yep. water. Nobody needed bottled water before bottled water. Nope. Now you can't find somebody who doesn't have bottled water. Yeah. Water, water, to, water to me is probably one of the, the few basic human rights that I do believe in, just because it's so vast. I feel like the only thing that makes bottled water special is the fact that it's, it's, it's cured and it's made safer for you, so to speak. I can't, I can't, I don't know a lot of motherfuckers that's really just running out here drinking straight out of lakes, drinking straight out the ocean, and, it's, and they live in healthy lives. So as far as the labor goes into making sure that that water is purified or, or safer for you to drink, I guess I guess I got to give the companies that benefit of the doubt, but who who caused the water to be so polluted to the point where we can't drink our own water that's freely given to us by nature? It's like in California, they're having a water crisis and, and shit like that. It's basically one white man in California who owns all the water. I can't remember his name right now, but yeah, it's, it's real crazy. We're going to call him the devil. That's what we're going to call him, the devil. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. But but speaking on that man, I mean a lot of people you know they laughed at me because I was watching Carmen San Diego, but um, I did see that I was like, "Word, bro!" I've always watched Carmen San Diego because when I was growing up, I mean obviously that's a lot has a lot to do with my childhood. But Carmen San Diego was never just a thief; she always pretty much was a thief for the purpose. And when I used to watch those shows, they were educational. And this new season that just started on Netflix is also educational too. And it's funny because um, she's basically going up against this corporation called Vile. And this Vile Corporation, they're pretty much like the Illuminati. But on one of the episodes, it's called the Rice Crisis. And what they did was, they were, I just noticed she broke into this laboratory and they had a a Petri dish and it had poison rice on there. So what they did was, I want to say that they were somewhere uh, off off in East India. And this Vile Corporation purposely destroyed all the rice crops. So India would be forced to buy their vile rice and their rice was also poison so they were just on some vicious shit just trying to basically depopulate india and Mon- like this is a children's show monsanto basically yeah this is a children's show and i'm sitting there like bro like this shit's really happening yeah. like for real and that's why i always really fuck with that show because i always really got something from it and 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 i bring that up to say that I look at a lot of people doing the things that they do and watching the shit that they watch, and I just ask myself, "What y'all getting from it?" Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all just here for the pure, you know, purely pure entertainment. Life is entertaining. Ask Jay. <laughs> Life Bruh. is entertaining as fuck. Bro, I swear, I swear to God, I started shopping for Priuses. I was like, you know what? Niggas, <laughs> let's get out of this. this niggas in the parking lot for a Prius. Shit, them hoes expensive. Yeah, they, really, they really are. Yeah, yeah. Even a little fucking two seater smart car. Oh yeah, it just ain't no joke. Oh. But shit, I mean, I was gonna be long enough, man. You, what, to, what toxic traits do you feel like you have to, to deal with? If you were to actually, I didn't spe- specify one, but if you were to specify one, what do you think it would be? I would say a lack of self confidence. You think that toxic trait affects other people? 
I think it affects me more than anything. Okay, okay. I give shit about how it affects other people. Uh, but but, but I, I mean, like, in relationships, in jobs, you know, in the day-to-day activities, you know, if you don't have that self-confidence, hell, I can go to the gym and be like, man, these young boys out here playing pickup, I don't know, I'm, I need to wait for the older crowd to, you know, since I'm, I'm up getting up there in age, you know, just that lack of self-confidence, even though it's like, I know my jumper cold, like, you know, but that lack of self-confidence will deter you from doing things that you can do. That's very true. That's very true. But at, and at the same time, shit, you 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 probably your fear of uh, your holding back is probably hurting another kid. One of them youngsters out there probably could learn something from you. Yeah. So if you were to actually go out there, it would it would you know it would be a benefit because it's not always about you. Right. And 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 I seen that case when um I was out there and this young cat he was probably twelve you know. Yeah. yeah. But you know hey yeah I got him yeah well you're not gonna you know pick up somebody else that comes in because they're bigger no no I got you 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 run it. You know, take a shot, he airball it or whatever. Man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, don't, don't, don't apologize. Just keep playing. Got to get that keep out your playing. system real yeah. fast, especially at 12. Yeah. Because once, once they hit 13, 14, bro, I, t- I tell my son all the time, bro, basketball, basketball. Once you get into the ninth grade, you are officially a high school basketball player. I don't give a fuck what team they put you on. You're a high school basketball player. That means that you should be able to compete with varsity, JV, freshman, A, B, don't matter. You're a high school basketball player. Because when you get to the NBA, you can get to the NBA at 19. They don't give a fuck what, what, uh, what grade you in. Go guard KD. <laughs> you, got, you got KD. Straight up. And he dropped 70 on you shit. Ask Jalen Rose how that feels. <sighs> it happens. That when you're playing at the highest level, you got to step up to the, You got to step up and perform. Basketball is basketball. Once you once you a grown man, especially in America, once you cross over 17, you a man. You an adult. You got you got to perform like one in, in every in every single case. If you black, you if you thirteen years old and you black, you're you're a boy, you're a grown ass you're man. You're a grown ass man. Dog, that shit for real. According to the police, that shit's for real. That shit is very for real. Like niggas think that shit is a joke. That shit for real, and I don't care if the police officer is black, white, a- Asian, don't matter. If you are a thirteen year old black boy, nigga, you basically a man. You better start acting like one. And it's only it's only up from there. So why are you gonna act like anything else? Start acting like one. That's that's how that's I've always felt like that. Like as I when I got older, I realized it. I'm like, damn, I was always, you know, being childish. But the reality was, I was gonna have to be a grown up eventually. Yep. You know, motherfuckers. Is, you know, motherfuckers is running around here thinking like oh, I'm finna just act like a kid and be childish and shit. And that shit, you know, it's gonna bring back some of my childhood. Nah, fam. You a grown up. <laughs> the bills ain't gonna stop. You gotta leave mama house sooner or later. You gotta leave daddy house sooner or later. You know, you're gonna have to be a grown up one day. I I don't know if we're in a in a society or in a America to where a lot of these parents feel like they're forced to push their kids out, but I'm I'm a firm believer in I mean, come on, like your kids need to get out the house eventually depending on their circumstances because I truly feel like if 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 you um try to blanket them from reality for too long when they finally hit reality what the fuck she's going to be tough to deal with it depends what they taught the children because a lot of these parents are pushing their children out too early Definitely. just to relieve themselves from their own financial burdens yep. from raising children yep because you had them at an ill at a at a bad time or yep. whatever the case may be mm-hmm. so to me it depends on what you're teaching the children cuz a lot of parents on some whole shit. They teaching their children some pure garbage. Duh. I, man, I was asking my son about one of his friends. 
couple of his friends, man. And it amazed me, like, how he be like, oh, he ain't coming to school today. Oh, I ain't, I ain't seen him in, like, a couple of days. I'm like, what you talking about? He's like, man, his, his, he be at home, be chilling. Or sometimes he be, he be at the mall with his mama. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so he don't care about his education? I'm like, man, he's like, I don't know, man, but you know, a lot of my friends don't come to school. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and I, I'm hearing about that shit quite often. Mm-hmm. And I literally saw that shit in a, um, in a, like, a little breaking news thing. I think, um, these 13 year or 14 year old, um, shit, they, I think they, uh, parent got like some type of charge because basically they kid, they, her kid didn't go to school for a year and a half. Mm. Nigga just enrolled, just don't show up for a whole year and a half. What the nigga was doing? Playing Fortnite? I wouldn't be surprised. Just in the house chilling. Mom said I ain't got to go to school. She leave, be- she leave before I do. I'm back before she get back. She don't know what I'm doing. What, what type of product is that going to be in society when your mother is gone? What, what is that? What is that gonna be for in society? You remember we went to school with a certain individual. He would walk on the bus with a bald up, with a rolled up piece of paper in his back pocket and a pencil on his ear. No backpack, no books, no nothing. Real talk. This is the entire school year. Yeah. <laughs> this is the entire high school career. Yeah, bro. High school career. Yeah. High school career. I don't know how he made it. <laughs> he didn't make it. They and just pushed him on. Go, go, go. And, and think go. about that shit though. That shit fucked up. And you see, well, I already know who I'm talking about. Oh, I didn't yeah, even yeah. say. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, come on, man. Le- legitimately, what is your what is your goal? Why even go to school? To socialize. If you do go, you go to socialize. But if you're an introvert, no, I'm just going to stay at home and play video games. Nigga, you at home playing video games, you ain't going to, you at my house, nigga, you better be number one in the world in that <laughs> game. Nigga, you better be a world fucking champion, nigga. <laughs> you ain't going to school? Come on, bro. But that's but that's it. that's that's the culture we live in, man. Like, there's a lot of bad parents out there. That's something I don't like speaking on a lot, but it's a lot of bad parents out there, especially now. And it's because a lot of them are being told that they don't gotta go as hard because don't worry, we'll take care of you. That shit is dangerous, bro. That's it. the America we coming to, we coming to, bro. It's finna be real fucked up. They we, they kid get pushed back. They take the kid out the whole school system. Yeah, it's the school system fault. Like, your son garbage at basketball. You take him off the team. Take him to another school. Like he's still gonna be garbage over there. Yeah, it, oh, it, let me it, take no. you, let me take him to a, a school that's not good, where he's gonna be the best of the garbage. And that is hilarious to me because of the fact that I know why parents tend to do that, but that's the that's the wrong focus. Because even when even with my son, I feel like if I know my, if if you sit here and tell me my son could perform at a certain level. But then you're not giving him the opportunity to show you can perform at a certain level. That's one thing. But I've legitimately, I, I have seen parents that have done that. And I'm like, well, I mean, how hard is he really working? Because I ask myself all the time, you could get transferred. But if you get transferred and you go in, and you go in, and you and you trash at one school, what's going to be the difference at the next? If you ain't, I mean, trash is trash. I'm just saying, <laughs> trash is trash. So if, if, if you're going weak at this school, there's no reason for me as a parent to put my energy into transferring you to another school so you can just show this other school you trash there too. You just, you just And then you throw a fit and I gotta take you out of here too. No, nah, and which will not which will not happen with me. Cause if you if you don't love something, if you don't show an actual passion for something, I'm not sacrificing my time and energy for it. That's fucking ridiculous. Those type of parents should be ashamed of themselves because they're putting their focus on the wrong thing. Cause I tell my son all the time, it's academics first regardless. You know, if I, I'm gonna put you in a situation to get the best the best academic responsibility. Basketball is not that important to me. Sports are not that important to me. Your health 
your health is, but all the other bullshit is just a luxury. Fucking kids in Japan, they don't fucking <laughs> they don't play sports for uh for fun. To be honest with you, bro, they be playing sports to be on the Olympic level, like straight out the back. Like you got kids out there that freaking can read, you know, speaking three different languages and can play soccer and baseball on a fucking Olympic team level at fourteen. Look at Luka Doncic. Yeah. Nigga, 19 years old, tearing the <laughs> fucking league up. That nigga probably speak two or three, probably four different languages. Probably know more about basketball than me and all three of us combined. I know he speaks Spanish. Come on. Uh, Spanish, German, English. That's just right off the bat. Who is from Lithuania? Mm. Now, you probably talking about LaMelo Ball and them when they went to go play in Lithuania. Oh, yeah, they, they did, they did. I forgot where he's from, though. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, Luca is a, is a prime example of you got, um, I wanna, I'm going to just say German culture versus American culture. It, it's fucking night and day. It's just, it, you could kind of tell. Slovenian. Slovenian. Yeah, that's oh, right. Shit. And I know for a fact he speaks Spanish. And uh, in English, the German, uh, what, they speak German out there, right? Don't get me lying. Okay, you be lying all the time, anyway, Jay. Might well lie now. No, nah, bro, Ric Flair this year. Okay, okay, okay. Hmm. It's a lot of power in telling the truth. It is a lot of power in Shit telling the truth. Shit feel good, man. In telling the truth and being very transparent, it's a lot of power. How you think transparency worked for you, Sean? Have you ever felt, you know, I'm just saying, like, do you feel like transparency is has benefited you in life, or you feel like it's gotten you in more trouble? I feel like it's benefited me. It it got me in trouble early on because I didn't know how to wield the power. I didn't know how to be responsible with it at first. This nigga on his stand up shit. That's exactly that's exactly <laughs> true though. That's exactly true. It would get me in trouble to where you know people always want to fight me type shit. But Damn. then I would use those same words to get out of that type of shit, and I didn't have to fight them and all that kind of shit. But later on, I learned how to wield it better, and I feel like it's working out. People come to me for advice. People come to me to. Because they know I'm going to give them the truth. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to make you feel comfortable. I'm not going to take your emotions into consideration if I feel like what I'm saying to you is going to better your situation. I don't care how you feel about it. I'm going to tell you how it is. Definitely, definitely. Like me being garbage and y'all putting me on the show. (laughs) It just is what it is. No, no. I was garbage. (laughs) This is actually um, set up through your sponsor, so that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, I feel like with podcasts, though, for real, I feel like the more you perform, the, you know, this is one of those things you get better the more you perform. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And it's just it's just safer to not to not fall off of it. Absolutely. You know, you know it's probably like that with anything. It's just that I kind of feel like if I'm if I'm a fucking biologist or some shit, I'm out here gene hacking and shit, I think I might have to do a lot more research <laughs> before I just start trying to, you know, put frogs and deers together and shit. <laughs> Them niggas on some other shit in this biohacking world. You be keeping up with that shit? Yeah. That shit weird, bro. Niggas got like Robot arms, they testing out and shit, man. Shit crazy, dog. And people don't even know about this shit. Robots performing surgery. Doctors about to be obsolete. Robots right now today are performing surgery on people. Doctors just in there overseeing it. Like they've always been doing. Pretty much. Low key, a lot of nurses was doing surgeries. And, and the fucking doctors are just kind of looking and coaching them through. A lot of doctors get... are glorified prescription writers. That's it. You see that stat about, they say 7,000... 7,000 deaths occur due to sloppy handwriting of doctors a year. I was wow. like, what the fuck? That's a small number when you think about uh, hmm. so many million, but 
that fact that we're that they're even responsible for a small percentage like that based off a of shitty handwriting, dog. Come on. If you kill me from your handwriting, my nigga, <laughs> dog, because you intentionally making that sloppy. <laughs> you know you learn how to write correct. Dog. You intentionally being sloppy. What's what's the culture behind that? It's just I, I have no idea. That's fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. I remember what I heard something about it, but I can't remember what it was though. But there was some sort of reasoning behind Re- it. Yeah, that's what I heard too. But I, I can't remember it right now. I bet it got something to do with malpractice lawsuits. If I ain't fucking, you know what I'm just saying? Because I, I, I remember that they were saying that doctors, when they go to school, they're taught to be funny. Doctors have to know how to be funny. Like and, there's like a, a, a coaching class on being humorous. Hmm. And I felt like, you know, I understand that. Being personable and yeah, shit like yeah. that. Because, I mean, it's a lot of OBGYNs out there that are males. And I can only imagine how that is, you know. Let me see that snatch. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Just perverted. Oh, I'm sorry. Ma'am, let me see that snatch. (laughs) Damn. If that don't make her uncomfortable, I don't know. Oh, it might make her comfortable. Yeah, some freaks out there. Depending on if it was in a porno one time. Wow. I'm pretty sure that's in one of the searches. Just go too. to the homepage. <laughs> I'm sure some of these women dressing up to see the OBGYN. Possibly. Possibly. That shit is. Man. I'm positive of that shit. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, yeah. That nigga got money. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So you a, see the Porsche outside. You know what it is. So this is a private practice. What do, what do they say? You know the vibes. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. A private practice? That's kind of funny. If Whoa, you think of yes. <laughs> Yo. I, I just caught that. <laughs> but shit, I know the last one was, um, that was when you posted about, um, oh, which, would which you? Religion. I mean, we're, we're, we're coming up on Valentine's Day. Was that, what, 13, 12 days away or some shit? What is Valentine's Day? 15th or 16th? Nigga, you know what Valentine's I know, Day I know, is. I know, I know. Now, even though you don't acknowledge it, you know it happens. Yeah, it happens. I usually break up with women around Octoberish, so I don't got to deal with Christmas and Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day. I kind of just, you know what I'm saying? You're a smart man. Spring spring break to about early summer. <laughs> no, you want to be free anyways during that time. Yeah, true. You can give Valentine's, Valentine's Day. You got to break up with them by, the, by summertime, though. By like May, you got to break up with them. It's too much shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's really relationships only good for about five months. Especially in Texas. You start getting hot, you get frustrated easily. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I just can't do this. Yeah. It's too hot outside. It's too hot out. Memorial Day weekend, we finna turn up. Nah, I can't do this. It's too hot outside. I go to Vegas every Memorial Day weekend, and you want to go to the Grand Canyon and hike. And nah, I'm, I'm trying to be at the pool party. You know what I'm talking about? Well, Will get lit and lose his lose his shirt. <laughs> Shout out to the person in Vegas that got that no boundary tank top because hmm. Will definitely doesn't have it. This Bruh. nigga ain't even bring a shirt to Vegas. I'm I'm pretty sure he didn't. I might as well not have. Damn. I like that fucking tank top, man. You had it for like 13 hours. That whole clean, though. <laughs> yeah, because you never wore that, Murphy. <laughs> but shit, though, man. Uh, oh, yeah, but um, yeah, would you delete your social media account to save your relationship? How, how, what was the percentage you got on that? I forgot. It was a high percentage that said, yes, I would delete my stuff. It was... Sean, you got a girl you dating, and uh-huh. she tell you. You, you know, you, you got a business. You pumping a business on there. And you might have a personal page or whatever, but she like, hey, you know, in order to be with me, you got to delete your social media page. I'm going to fuck with you later. And I don't even have social media. I don't have a social media yeah, I know. account. I know. I've never had a MySpace, Facebook, Black Planet, none of that shit. Big facts. I know. But at but the same time. I'm not term, sacrificing. I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Damn. If you're trying to hijack my life, I'm not negotiating with you. Fuck That's, out my face. And that, you know what's funny? 
I was, you know, I was listening to a relationship uh, podcast and they were talking about how negotiating is very important in relationships. And I understood what they meant by that. I don't agree, but go ahead. I'm sorry. But no, no, I, I understood what they meant by that. But at the same time, if your negotiations are hostile and they put you in the mindset of me looking at you like you're coming to terrorize my life, I'm not fucking with you. Your negotiations have to be, or your compromises have to be to the point where I, I feel that I see, I can see the benefit right off the top, you know, but I got to delete my social media in order to make you happy. The people that say, yes, that's wild to me. It's 63%. like, I think they're trying to prove to the world that, that social media is not that important to them. Or yeah. they love their spouse more than anything. Which is impossible. I doubt it. I don't believe you niggas. You know, I don't. I don't fucking believe you niggas. To, to me, the whole bait and switch of that is what changed in my social media that made you want me to delete it? Am I following too many Instagram models? Is somebody too under my pics sending hard eyes or something like that? Because if somebody under my pics sending hard eyes and I haven't checked that, me deleting my social media account isn't going to stop that. I still got a phone. I still got this phone. There's always access. There's always access. Yeah. I got this phone. I got this email. I got some way to contact this person. So if I want to act up, I'm going to act up. So deleting my social media has nothing to do with it. Even giving you access to my social media has nothing to do with it. If I tell that person, hey, don't hit me here, hit me here, you can go into my social media all you want to. You know who you have at the end of the day. You know who you have. And I honestly feel like deleting your social media app I forgot what the last topic we had was in the last episode I had something to do with it with we'll Tay on there it's basically the same thing as giving a password up it's, it's control. Like, it's, it's, control. Yeah, it's just control it's like once I show that I'm not going to stand my ground and keep my social media account I'm basically a bitch ass nigga you can, you can do whatever you want yeah. Or you are you are you a, a a a chick that's not even easy to run over. If her if, if your man can make you delete your social media account, shit, you know, he gonna take advantage of that. Yeah, because once that control stops, there's no endpoint to it. <clears throat> like you said, Sean, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And I know women are listening, thinking I'm calling women terrorists. I'm just saying, for me, I date women, so I'm talking about women in this particular situation, but. That goes for y'all as well. If you're dating a man and he wants you to change all type of shit up, that would be the man would be the terrorist in your situation. Yeah, because he's not bringing any value to your life at that point. All so, he's, all he, go, ahead, go ahead. I mean, he's he's not. He's not. He's not. If he's not providing, if he's telling you, you know what? He's he's breaking it down to you and he's telling you all the negatives that social media are causing to your causing to your relationship. And he's like, you know, I really love you, but man, come on, you know, you know Byron J. Shun. This this guy, you know, they're always hitting you up. I don't know what's going on. Come on, delete the shit or or start a new one, whatever. But he breaks it down to you in a way that where you feel like you know you know what this makes sense. This is making him uncomfortable. I may consider it. But if he just flat out just be like you know, I, I don't think you need social media. You need to delete that. You just need to talk to me. Who else you need? Who else you trying to talk to besides me? That sounds like some real live motherfucking. Um, what's that nigga name? Uh, anime, eat the cake, eat the cake, man. I forget the name, man. I, Ike, I, Ike man, I feel like some real live Ike Turner shit right there, bro. Hmm. But hey, what you about to say, Sean? Nah, I was just gonna say, in terms of relationships, I'm only compromising time and space. Anything else? Fuck on out of here. I'm not yeah, doing it. Cause it's altering your, it's altering your who you are. And once again, for women, I'm not calling y'all terrorists. So y'all little black hair girls, don't be <laughs> commenting oh. on, on the episode talking crazy and shit. It's very, very simple. 
at the age that most of us are, well, most of us, I mean, I think most of our age group people that listen to us are probably over 25. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are going to be who we are for a long time. And even though we talked about toxic traits on this episode, I think it's very important to say if you're going to fix something about yourself, fix it about yourself because you recognize it as something that you just need to work on personally. I don't feel like anybody should come into your life and be able to say, hey, change that or I'm leaving. That's what I was going to say about the social media. I personally don't have social media, but it would have to be a personal decision for me to delete my account if I was in that situation. Somebody can't tell me to delete my shit. That's yeah, not I have happen. to be the one that identifies that this takes something away from me and yeah. my relationship with myself and this person. Yeah. I, I, have, I have to determine that. I think that's fair on many levels. I feel like somebody, somebody shouldn't be able to tell you to quit. You, quit, you, you, should, you, don't, you want to quit something, quit it on your own and make sure that when you quit, you do it, you do it with good reason. Yeah, you know, I, I I need I don't need you to go to the barbershop every Friday night because that's the night that I want to do date night and, and you there you know three to four hours because you like to kick it with your boys. So now I have to alter my life because I've been going to the barbershop Friday nights for the past four years because you want to do date night on Friday instead of Saturday when I'm available. It's just it's that's a simple compromise because because when it's all said and done. The true value to that and the real end game in that, they just want to spend time with you. And that's all that should matter. If it's Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever, make time for each other when you guys are available. Because when you get that time, that was the purpose. Spending time with each other. The day shouldn't matter. Little girl, come to the barbershop with me. Kick it. Come kick it at the barbershop. Chill. If you just want to spend time with me. If that's what it's really about. If that's what it's really about. It don't always be like that. It don't. But But that's another topic for another day. It's good. Ch- it was good kicking it with you, gentlemen. It's it, 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 once again. It's just another day. It happens to be a Saturday when we're recording, and we usually record on Sundays. So I'm glad you guys made time to kick it with the old man. Yeah, <laughs> Your birthday coming up, huh, Sean? Yep, twenty first. Okay, okay. Well, you know. I hope you enjoy that birthday that you probably not gonna celebrate. <laughs> Absolutely I, not. Because me and you do not do that. <laughs> I, I acknowledge my birthday, but I'm not. I've never. Been well, make sure he's far away from anybody that would suggest celebrating on his birthday. Purposely, hmm. it's just he's like, yeah, I'm gonna leave town. <laughs> sometimes you got to, bro. Like, like me, you know, like I said, I acknowledge that day. I don't. I'm not the type of guy that's gonna do the whole birthday weekend, the whole birthday week, the birthday month. I leave that to women. Um, but I don't knock it. You know, once again. I do. <laughs> a lot of knocking going on. <laughs> I, I stay in my own lane, man. Whatever whatever floats your boat. Different strokes for different folks. What is advice? Oh, yeah. Um, I want to read this thing that I seen on the internet that they said Will Smith said. So I'm probably sure that he didn't say it. But, you know. He's been saying a lot lately, though. It go, oh, where is this, this video of him and Jada. And, and he goes, her happiness is not my responsibility. She should be happy, and I should be happy as in, as an individual. Then we come together and share our happiness. Giving someone a responsibility to make you happy when you can't do it for yourself is selfish. Got you. He probably said that. I can see Will Smith saying that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll give him the credit for it. Cool, cool. I mean, you already did. Yeah. I, I'll uh, piggyback off that and just say, um, sometimes people uh, too loosely focus on, like, they always say, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm doing what makes me happy. I mean, this might sound stupid, but I kind of feel like, People say, you know, I just want to do things that make me happy. But at the same time, I think to an extent when you're doing things that you really enjoy, it's kind of different. 
I might be right or wrong, but I'm just saying, like, if you're doing things that you enjoy doing, things that you wake up wanting to do, I think that's the important thing because saying you're doing things that make you happy is kind of, kind of, it's kind of hard to really uh, pinpoint sometimes. So I, I feel like it's very important for people to really do things they really enjoy, and if they don't enjoy it, then just don't do it because even would be even with that being said. I feel like that drives you that provides purpose if you're doing things that you enjoy. I feel like happiness is too easily broken and it's too easily fuckwittable. So I just kind of feel like when you have happiness as the goal, it's kind of it's kind of dangerous. That's why I say if you know you enjoy something, do it. No, you shouldn't have a problem with doing something that you enjoy every day. And what you enjoy may frustrate you sometimes, but you still enjoy it. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Niggas get out there, play basketball. They enjoy basketball, but shit, they don't want to get ran off the court four times in a row. But they still enjoy basketball. But saying that you want to just do things that all the time, you're like, oh, you know, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. What is that? What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and that's pretty much where I stand. Just do do more things that you enjoy and understand the consequences of the things that you enjoy. I mean, it, it may bring some turmoil sometimes. It, it, it may bring you that those euphoric moments. But the reality is, I mean, there's going to be ups and downs with everything. So don't focus too much on, oh, pursuit of happiness. You're going to be a bad motherfucker. That's all I got. I would say clean the pot out before you cook new food. That's all I got for y'all, motherfuckers, man. I like that shit. I like that. <laughs> see, that's what we see. Come on, Sean. That's why we came here. We needed that. Yeah. I need you to repeat that, man. Hey, man. Clean the pot out before you cook new food. That goes with anger, relationships, anything. Wash your dishes. <sighs> that's so ironic. The irony. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like on SoundCloud. Make sure you drop the five stars on iTunes. Leave a review. Leave a review if you're not too inebriated or intoxicated. If you are not illiterate. And it, and if you hate it, say, you know, drop your location. We'll still, run that fade. Still drop the five stars. Say you hate it. Drop your location and we'll come see you. <laughs> <laughs> that goes for both podcasts. Both podcasts. And what's the other podcast called? I forgot. When we feel like it, podcast. Damn. Don't be just throwing me no alley oops without my paying attention. Oh man, it's not even my show. It's a lot of alley oops that just be going into the basket them sometimes. So. Sometimes it's a good thing Sean was paying attention. I'm glad Sean was paying attention. That's why he's here. Thank At you, his Sean. own place. Thank you. Sean. <laughs> yes, yes. It's before we go. The, I wanted to say something. When I'm driving here and I'm running through these more suburban neighborhoods, to me, it's personally fucked up how it's almost catered to an outside living like it makes you want to go outside you know you go remember you're talking about the park and like i passed through that park and like i just see a na- i just see a place that makes me say you know what i want to go outside and then i go into the inner city or the more you know run down neighborhoods and i'm just like i see why motherfuckers don't want to come outside no more and There's i just kind of feel like i kind of feel like the designers in the in the, in the engineers or people that build up these places they should do a better job at trying to make people want to go outside. That's just my personal opinion. But it's it's real nice around here, and I and I saw a lot of people outside. And I've, I've it was seen, a great day to be outside. Yeah, but but you could, it could be a great day to be outside in the hood. You still ain't gonna be seeing nobody outside except niggas on the block that's that's slanging something. Kids hmm. in the house playing video games on their phone, and you know kids over here got phones and fucking tablets and all kind of shit. And guess what? They still on their BMX bikes. They still riding around these little man-made lakes. We need more man-made lakes in the hood. <laughs> 
I, I recommend more men. Sylvester Turner, if you don't nobody how to know how to swim in the hood. You know, you don't need to swim in that shit. Just be looking at it. It's a beautiful thing to look at. Motherfuckers take pictures on Instagram for the shit. Oh, I'm, I'm by this fucking water spout, but they gotta drive 20, 20 miles to see that shit. I should be able to go at Third Ward and see a man-made lake and be happy. They consider Third Ward to be a part of Midtown, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, those people I talk to are the people I talk to. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, this has been. What are we calling this podcast again? Did we come up with anything? We'll name this podcast later. <laughs> I could do that. Wow, that's the, you gonna steal the, the old Joe Button? Yeah, I know. The that old Joe Button? That is very, very plagiarism. No, the man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> it really is. The one we feel like No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. Go on. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?